Hey, I'm Terry Molinero, and I believe that we as the body of Christ are here for such a time as this. I love to say this, blessed to be a blessing, that we are called to be a light. And look, friends, if we don't do it, if we aren't the light, who's going to be the light? The body of Christ has always been a house of action. And hey, who says we can't have some fun along the way? Terry, it's Ryan Seacrest. You're in broadcast. <laughs> I'm trying to be in broadcast. We have something in common. Good luck to you at Seacrest House. This is the Church Axe Podcast. Today, I wanted to submit to you a bit of like a journal entry almost into how I've been thinking in the last little while. I'd love it if I could year even after year, maybe adjust and like update the episode as I continue to learn new things and think in different ways. As you saw the title, How to Win and Lose According to Me Personally, 2023 edition. So How to Win and Lose According to Me in 2023. Next year in 2024, we're going to maybe have to do a new title because... That probably will not rhyme with 2024. You know what? Live and learn more in 2020. I don't know. You know, if we aren't careful, we're going to start living life in like a constant loop of missed opportunities, chances not taken, maybe risks taken that cause us all sorts of pain. We can so easily fall victim even to being comfortable and then protecting our safety that will accomplish the opposite of I think the very things and thing that we're trying to do. And that's live like a fulfilling life. And as Christians... The life that God has called us specifically to live, not just a full here on earth, but full because full has a meaning and a purpose, you know, here on this earth. That's why I wanted to take some time to reflect on some things that will help us win or things that I realized will cause us to lose. Because can I be honest with you? I personally think that a lot of us are living far beneath our potential. When I say potential, don't get confused by like comparing yourself to whoever like that person or maybe that type of person you have in your mind, like that you have admired for so many years is, I mean, far beneath our actual God-given potential. Do you ever stop and ask yourself, what am I capable of? You know, who am I called to love and reach and impact? I think sometimes God uh, maybe allows us to have glimpses into, into these things. I'll give you an example even. So this was years ago. I was at um, a McDonald's of all places. It was like a Friday night and the place was packed with all these like loud teenagers coming and going. And I go up to the till and I order. And when I did, I looked at the guy taking my order and he just like seemed off to me. So I started talking to him with people in the line behind me, beside me, all around me. But in that moment, it was like we were just like locked in. It was only him and I. And he started to tell me that he wasn't okay as I I started to ask him questions. And I started to share what I felt the Holy Spirit had placed on my heart to share in that moment. And in that busy McDonald's with all of the stuff going on around us, I'm telling you, like the presence of God just came in. I finally sat down and the people who were waiting for me asked me, you know, what happened? Because like I was taken for, I was talking to that person so long and the guy really looked like shaken uh, in a good way, I must uh, add, after we spoke. See, right then and there, there was no sign that lit up and said, okay, Terry Molinero is meant to do such and such. But see, there are glimpses in our lives. And I wonder if you were to take a few moments and think, what are the things that God has placed on, you know, my heart to do? I wonder what patterns you would see. I wonder what little glimpses might come up, you know, back into your mind and in your memory if you look back over the last few years of your life. See, when I think about launching a new business project that I'm working on right now that I'm really excited about, when I think about maybe buying like a house for my family, you know, maybe um, 
paying off debt of all my friends and family. Maybe even something as silly as like buying a Tesla Model Y is a reward for success. Like these things are all exciting and they can get me like pumped up. But when I'm in the moments that I just described to you, or when I think about those and when I think about, you know, helping people and just loving people and when I can help be a part of like the Holy Spirit bringing freedom to people who were stuck in captivity, that doesn't just like excite me. That means so much to me that it can also bring me to tears, honest to goodness. Like when I actually think about that, like it's, you can't even compare it, right? So if we're going to step into that level, which is a level above the quote unquote successful life, when we step into like our actual callings and we're in step with the Holy Spirit, where we are and where we need to be and move forward into all that God has for us, we're going to need to start learning from our past, leaning on strong people around us, especially God. Um, well, not being a human, but we need to be leaning on God as well for wisdom in order to see those things really come to pass. So today on the Church X podcast, I wanted to talk about three ways that I've experienced or three things that I've experienced that have helped me win and continue to help me win, and three things that you can hopefully learn from and implement in your own life, and then three things that have caused me pain and can cause us all to lose and stop short of accomplishing all that God has for us in our ministries, with our families, relationships, whatever it is, as we interact with the world and the people around us. Quick disclaimer, by the way, these are the three that came to my mind first, and as I was just you know preparing my notes, if I were to stop and really think about it even more, there'd be no way that I could limit it to just like three positive and three negative things, right? But these are just kind of like overarching ones. So how to win number one, I wrote down, identify what is stopping you in any area and then ruthlessly eliminate that. So many of us know the things that trip us up, but we don't actually do anything about it. That's what I wrote down. This is for all like my introspective friends out there who love doing the inner work. You probably already know exactly how to answer this question. What is stopping you in any area of your life? What are those big like one to three things that are getting you caught up time and time again? If I think in my own life right now, boom, there is one specific thing that comes to my mind. And then there's some like maybe lesser things here and there that are kind of lesser. But there's like one thing where I was like, if this was no longer in my life, I would be freed up to do so much more. That is the thing I'm talking about. And that is the thing that in my life I need to be ruthlessly eliminating. Right. So what are those big one to three things? Is it like maybe substance abuse in your life? Is it a lack of routine that just causes you to be overwhelmed all the time? Is it the people you're hanging out with, which we will talk about later on in the show today? Is it maybe like anxiety? Is it depression? See, the majority of us can identify that, but very rarely do I see people who then ruthlessly go on to eliminate those areas and obstacles. I believe there's a reason for that. And that's because these are like the massive areas in our lives. So big or so daunting and scary to confront that we just try and cope and move on. Like for one person, it might be eating healthy, but then to a professional athlete, it's like, oh yeah, like I could, I could drink more water. It's not a big deal. But to that one person who it's like their identity is like wrapped up in, I don't know, like they, their coping mechanisms maybe is like eating and like they're so emotionally wrapped up. That could actually be a very difficult thing for them. But listen, We believe, right, at a foundational level that all things are possible, not all things are comfortable. I'll say that again. We believe that all things are possible, but nowhere does it say that all things are comfortable or easy, right? So we need to identify these areas and then just start tearing them down. Try and find ways to weaken these things in your life. And then one after the next, after the next, as they get weaker and weaker, get them out of your life. So um, I know I've spoken about this on the show before, but like I think about these, these strongholds in our life. 
um, maybe that's too spiritual of a term, but let's say it is, let's say it is the example of, of eating healthy. So you, so you see the pillars that would support that. Okay. So if I have bad food in my house and I don't know how to cook and I'm telling myself all these things, well, see bad food in my house and keeping a junk drawer, that could be a pillar that is supporting the bad habit. So the bad habit's going to stay there no matter how much I try to implement other things, if I still have these pillars supporting it. So then ruthlessly eliminating means attack that pillar. What am I going to do? No longer is it in the house. No longer am I, um, you know, going to, I'm going to find ways to make these things unpleasant to me. And then as a result, the actual main thing that you're struggling with is going to get weaker and weaker and weaker until you can overcome it. So that was how to win. Number one, identify what is stopping you in any area and ruthlessly eliminate that. And then I said, so many of us know the things that trip us up, but we don't actually do anything about it. So how to lose, number one. So I'm just kind of going back and forth. How to win, how to lose. And by the way, in order to do the opposite, just do the inverse. So I put down for my one, uh, my first thing on how to lose is stop paying attention. If you want to lose in life, in your relationships, in your career, in your walk with God, it's not too hard. You just have to stop paying attention. Or another way of saying this could be start paying attention to actually the wrong things. Young men, I'm coming for you right now. I'll give you an example. You have no reason to be looking at a screen in any capacity, let alone video games, if you like your marriage and your life is in ruins. It's a coping mechanism. It's easy. It feels safe. But a game is only as good as its contents. This might sound intense, but video games are ruined for me because what I'm about to tell you and share with you, and I hope that they're actually ruined for you. Not because I don't believe in leisure or downtime, but because let's be honest here, Time is precious and you have been called for a purpose and are here on earth right here right now for a reason. And this goes for anything, not just video games, right? So I remember when I was uh, maybe in my mid-teens, no one was at home and I was just chilling at my parents. I was playing some video games on my day off or before work, I don't remember. And all of a sudden there was like this gust of wind and it came and it blew the trees outside of my window. Now at that time in my parents' house, like the TV was positioned in front of a big window. So as I was playing the game, I like stopped and I looked up, saw the trees blowing, and then I looked down at the screen and what was happening in the game and then back at the trees. And I kind of had this like profound moment in my mind where I realized that see everything in that game, as fun as it was, it was contained on the screen in front of me. And the world, the real world with real things, real people, real situations, real highs, real lows, it was all going on as I was just like staring into this fake world that was contained on this screen. And from that point on, almost two decades later, later, I can't waste my time playing games. I can do it here and there if I'm with like a friend or if I have nothing else to do on the weekend and I'm just hanging out. But long gone are days upon days wasted by me staring at a screen, playing games or watching movie after movie or show after show. Okay, so that's how to lose the very first thing I wrote down. But now on to number two on how to win. I said you need to consistently and constantly push. You might be asking yourself, why the word push instead of just saying move forward? Well, push implies the fact that there are going to be obstacles in opposition that you will indeed need to push through. There will be walls and things that you will come up against. And in those moments, you will be hit with opportunity to stop or maybe even to start developing wrong thoughts, thinking that maybe the good opportunities are only reserved for certain people. Maybe you missed your chance. Maybe you aren't doing the right thing. Listen, If it is from God, if it is in you to do, of course there are going to be things to overcome, but they can be overcome if you consistently and constantly push. 
this is kind of like a, a 1A. But when I wrote this point down, I didn't just do it uh, with the thought of needing to push past obstacles. I also want to say push because it's very easy to just kind of like settle into routines and let life happen slowly. So if you really want to make a goal happen, baby, you got to like stay on it and you got to push it every single day or at least regularly, especially to the entrepreneurs or to the people who have like a big dream. You can't just sit around and hope it into existence. You need to push past the comfort zones, push on the schedule hard to, you know, bring it to the light. This is what I've learned, especially recently becoming full-time self-employed. It's like, I think it's like the Mel Robbins thing. Like, listen, no one's coming for you. Like, what are you going to do? And it's just this uh, realization that, you know, especially when you're starting something by yourself or you're doing something at first, you don't have a team around you, which we're going to get to, as I mentioned earlier, uh, later on in the episode, it's up to you. Like if one of your big things is I need to get my health in order, well, no one's going to be there, get you out of bed in the morning and then get your behind into the gym or, you know, put down that food that you don't want to eat or like whatever, whatever the circumstance is, you have to push yourself forward and you have to stay on it and you have to hit it day after day after day. So that is how to win. You need to consistently and constantly push. But now how to lose the second thing I put neglect or choose not to practice good foundational habits. So this one is a bit trickier to catch because sometimes it's really easy to assume that if we leave out a few things that take up a considerable amount of time, it will free us up to do what is primary. But if you take the foundation out, the house will fall, right? This can be personal and specific to you. For example, for me, a foundational thing, I would say um, organization and order. I'm not a perfectionist in this area. And I know people would make the joke of like OCD, but that's not at all. That's like a legit condition. Uh, but if I don't have like order in the things that I do, it's easy for all the things around me to really stack up and then overwhelm me. So there are also general things like your health. So if we aren't exercising the body, if we aren't moving it, or if we aren't taking care of it by choosing to fuel with the right things, like I just spoke about, this vehicle that we're in will have limited and potentially declining capacity. So this one should take you some time to think about, but what are the foundational habits that will allow you to perform at your best and then solve for those? Because if you neglect them, it's going to make the moving forward that much harder and hard is all right for a season. Okay. We're not, we're not scared of uh, hard here, but over a lifetime, it's not fun and hard eventually looks like defeat and burnout all because we stopped practicing those foundational habits that got you started on your path to like succeeding in the first place and setting you up to win in the first place. Okay, so now let's move on to the final thing. So three out of three for how to win. This one might not be the first thing that comes to your mind, and it might not be good advice depending on who is around you. But if you win, I, this is, remember, this is advice like how I win, how I lose. Um, But if we win, we'll win because of the people and support systems that we place around us. I remember talking with psychotherapist Anne-Marie Covert. It was a few years ago in the podcast, and she said something interesting. She said, basically, when our ability to cope with a situation exceeds the amount of support that we have around us, we develop a mental health issue or our our ability to cope or something like that. um, We develop a mental health issue. So if you wanted to hear that entire conversation, just scroll back on the podcast feed. The segment alone is like worth a lot. And I'm pretty sure I messed up that quote, but... But um, you get the gist of it. So there's a saying, faster alone, further together. Faster alone, further together. And I think that holds some truth. 
No person on earth that has ever lived has accomplished anything worthwhile without people. Usually great people mixed with some sort of opposition for refinement around them. Not Elon Musk, not Steve Jobs, not Henry Ford, not Oprah. Like even Jesus had the 12 and now the Christians, right? So let the record show also that Jesus is not in the same category of great people because he is in like the highest of places. Um, But look around and be aware of who you were hanging around with and really pay attention to who has your ear. And by that, I mean, like, who do you actually listen to? Because there's some people that we hang around with and like they're fun to hang with. But like if they gave you advice, like if you needed advice, you'd never go to them. Right. I I could think of a couple people right now. And I'm like, listen, if I actually wanted advice, I would probably never go to that person. But can we go to a barbecue? Can we hang out together? Of course. So that's just something to uh, ask yourself, like who actually has your ear. Ask yourself if you are drawn to certain people or types of people, and then really ask the Holy Spirit if that's a good thing or not, and to show you. Uh, for example, I remember there were these two people when I was a young man that I was drawn to, just wanted to hang out with them all the time, a girl and a guy, right? Listen, I had to cut those people off because they were sucking the life out of me and bringing me to places that I knew I didn't want to go to. So question the relationships, but then invest heavily in the right ones, invest heavily in the right ones because people, people is, it's just massive and it's going to be massive in your life. And like, not in a way where you're using them, but like, I believe relationships are to be enjoyed and with the right people, your life will be so much richer. Your life will be so much easier as well. If you have an incredible wise team around you, not just calling out things you can't see, but also helping to lift you up when you fall. I totally get this and you will as well if you're married. Like I think about times where I'm going through something, I might have such a difficult day and then my wife walks through the door or whatever and she comes in and she's a word of encouragement for me or even just has to smile and it just, it just, it just helps me so much. You know, I can't imagine if I was just like alone all the time with my thoughts and and stuff that that probably would not be good, but maybe that's just me. Okay, so that's how to win. But now how to lose. This is the final thing. Forget why you're doing it in the first place. Get so lost in the tasks and the day to day that you forget to live life. Get so persuaded by finances and status and accomplishments that you confuse a goal in your life with the purpose that God has placed on it. That is what I wrote down right there. So I wonder if you're curious as to why maybe I left to how to lose for the final thing. Was it intentional? Uh, Maybe not. But as I went over the notes before the podcast, I realized how actually important a lesson it is. See, if we want to lose, all we have to do is lose sight of the main thing. Jesus said it like this. Hey, what good is it for man to gain the whole world? Okay. But lose his soul. Well, what good is the business and the money, right? If you lose your family. I, uh, I have this vivid thing. I know I've said it like multiple times on the podcast, but I keep thinking about it. Let's say you have some very ambitious goals and you want to accomplish them. If you literally had your dream house, your dream car, if you had a room filled with the dream uh, trophies and accolades or whatever you're thinking is amazing for material success, like me personally, if I had that, but I didn't have family and I didn't have my loved ones around me, like that, that's a bad trade for me. Like I, I can't imagine that like that, like, like what would that even be worth? For example, uh, another one, what good is like the health if you lose your mental health in the process? You know, what good is achieving the highest level of success any human has ever achieved only to hear, hey, listen, depart from me, I never knew you. That's a big one right there. See, we need to make sure that we audit ourselves and our efforts regularly to make sure that the main thing, the most important thing and things stay that way. 
Now, some important things can change the way that they look and operate, but others, if you take them out, game over, don't pass go, no collecting $200. The main thing, the driving force, the site needs to be set correctly not just within like our actions, but honestly in our hearts. So in other words, this is not like a fool. We're not fooling ourselves here. We're not like, um, oh yeah, the actions, everything's good here. But in our heart, we're really chasing something else, but they need to be aligned. We need to have good hearts, good actions towards these things. If that is the case, we will step up and out. We will not lose, but we will win and we will see the world around us changed and our potential discovered, of course, in Jesus name, right? So those are the things right there. The uh, top three things that I think will help us win and three things that I think will help us lose, not just in the uh, short term, but in the long term as well. So thank you so much uh, for being with me on the podcast today. I really appreciate all the feedback and encouragement that some people have really just uh, taken a moment out of their days to like send me recently, especially after listening to the individual shows. Um, If it's blessed you, if it's like encouraged you, one of the best ways to support me, and by the way, It feels kind of weird saying this. I'm just going to say that, but it really is the only way. One of the best ways to support me costs you nothing but like a minute of your time. So um, if you share the show with someone and if you press follow, maybe leave a five-star review, it'll help Apple and Spotify realize that we're not just playing around, okay? We're not just playing around, but we're showing up with value consistently, not with nonsense, and it'll help us uh, reach and encourage more people. So with all that being said, I appreciate you. We're going to win this, okay? We're going to win it. Let's make sure that we focus, though, and take it one day and one step at a time. Until next time, keep being a man or a woman of action. God bless, my friends.